Hi everyone, welcome to the WorkPrints Harley Talk episode 8. I'm your host Christian, and with me today again is Rob. Yes. And uh, today we'll be talking about Inner Parademons, the 8th episode just after the mid-season finale of Harley Quinn. Uh, as you know from before, this podcast will be full of spoilers, and um, yeah, that's kind of it. We're just going to delve delve right into this. It will be chock-a-block spoilers. Chock-a-block spoilers. <laughs> chock-a-blocka. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, first of all, we open on Gordon. He's yeah. good. He's he's nice right now. He's, for once, sober. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stress that this is just after the midseason, because that big thing happens, and this is the aftermath of the big thing. The big mm-hmm. thing being, of course... Uh, well, obviously, there is there's the big kiss, mm-hmm. which we've all been waiting for. Some had intimated towards... Yeah, at some yeah. point, uh, you have. I think that I have at some points, and a lot of fans wanted that too. Absolutely, uh, because there might be something in there, and we, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but there might be something more to that. Something more to this, but than before, it's like that. <laughs> uh, that song, "My Beauty and the Beast." Um, yes, that was me trying to sing. No, but yeah, I like that catch. I like that. That's Thank cool. You. Thank you. I hope but, the guests find this entertaining. We're, uh, I don't know if you know this, dude, but, and just for the listeners, we're, this podcast is killing it right now. <laughs> people oh, are t- sweet. seriously? Yeah, oh, that's people are fucking cool. In, like, of all the things that we're doing right now, the work for entire podcast is actually the most popular thing right now, which is pretty awesome. Because Harley Quinn is killing it. She's a queen. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, yeah, but let's continue. Sorry. So, obviously... Gordon wants to join. Apparently, I did not know this, or maybe I was like misinformed. But Gotham is now off of the map from the U- United States. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, I think the opening of I think the first or second episode. They were like, Gotham is no longer part of the U.S. Yeah, because so it's he, a mess. He phones out the president, and he is like, "I can do this. I can get the uh, the Gotham City back on the map," but he can't abide by that the president can't abide by that until harley quinn is basically just off the map and gordon does this stupid joke where he considers harley uh like an anapolip which is kind of like i guess akin to what uh just does any anal AIDS or something like that? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and uh, you said anal polyp. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically hemorrhoids. Yeah, hemorrhoids, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and, just sore and, like, on your asshole. I've had them. We've all I've, had I them. think we've all had them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially as writers, we have to sit on our ass all the time. I'm pretty sure I have one right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do, too. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but so we go to base camp, and apparently... Uh, Harley and Ivy have to clear the air of what just got down on the last episode. Yeah. Which was their big kiss. And that's kind of awkward because she wants to approach it and Ivy wants to approach it as well. But Ivy takes like almost a rational or rationalization of that. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, more or less, yeah. She's like, uh, well, we it was in the heat of the moment, and our, our adrenaline was pumping, and just given the circumstances and everything like that. And Definitely. And, like, given, given you know, TV tropes, she's not wrong, but we do, as the audience, want it to be more, you know? Because we're rooting for Well, yeah. Stuff, yeah, and that's, like, the thing is that, like, Harley's actions and her inflections tell a different story. The funny thing is that, like, they try to clear the air and whatnot, but Harley's like, well, what are you going to tell your betrothed? Yeah. And... Then we cut to him, and he seems kind of distraught. But apparently, he's just beside himself because she didn't create the the reservation for the restaurant for his parents to meet her. And she's like, I was caught up in a bit of stuff and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, okay, you do know. like Because I don't think, and I think, Har- not Harley, Ivy, I think she's really coming into her own she's really becoming a nice person so she wants to spare the person's feelings and she doesn't want to say like i got all into this like i was fucking thrown into a pit i had to go into rehabilitation for recidivism and stuff like that like i i don't want to put you through that shit Mm -hmm. so she was like i was caught up that's it yeah and it's like it's weighing on him because and it's weighing on both of them because he's like so feared of of his parents liking her and she's so feared of possibly telling him about this kiss yeah yeah it's, it's definitely weighing on her but um i did note that uh he also kisses her and says he loves her and she re- reciprocates with but a smirk yeah good call or good catch i should say yeah that that like it's one of those things like well um you don't have to answer but i've been in those situations where it's kind of like i love you and they're like i know it's one of those star wars (laughs) yeah it's like i know han solo style yeah han solo style yeah when I was younger, Solo totally, style. but not not as much anymore. Now I don't say I love you that much, and that's a sad thing. I feel like that's part of getting older. You could become more jaded, but anyway. <laughs> no, that's that, that's very true, and I think that's what Ivy's, like, kind of, she's in that realm. She's in that pocket where it's kind of like she's been burned before. Mm-hmm. And Harley, it, like, if you were Ivy, I would be Harley. And I would be like, I'm so into you. I'm so all about it. And Ivy's like, okay. It, again, it's like the Dane and the, the Jane and Daria. Yeah, no, very much dichotomy. so. Very much so. Mm. So she's made an excuse to Ivy that she's busy and whatnot. And she needs to take, like, the thing is that she has no idea how to deal with this whole thing. Because I think Harley is really in love with Ivy. Yeah, and you can see it in this episode that she's come mm-hmm. to this realization that that's what she really wants. She's been she's incredibly avoidant in this one because mm-hmm. every time somebody brings it up, she's just like, "It's Wednesday, I just kiss everybody, kiss, kiss," and she's she's kissing people left and right, which is really funny. Trying to belittle the situation with uh, with Ivy, um, and like studying psychology, isn't that just kind of like just warding off? Oh like, yeah, it's your hardcore avoidant behavior. 
You're yeah. just trying to belittle the situation because you mm-hmm. don't like to admit that it affects you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing is that Dr. Psycho, because she wants to be like, she wants to get Ivy off her mind. Uh, Dr. Psycho is like, he's totally on board for whatever she does. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because of... um, uh, you're right. He is on board. But the other two, King Shark and Clayface, mm-hmm. I think they've come to the realization they're not as bad of people as they've made themselves out to be. Exactly. I think that's what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Because they could actually kill people, and they have done that. Mm-hmm. But then Batgirl like swarms in, and she's like, uh, "Well, she doesn't say my dad, but she's like, Gordon's gonna come after you. You guys gotta leave, mm-hmm. or you gotta do something that you can't do. Like we don't want another war." And so her overcompetence, mm-hmm. because she's like. Like, she has to, like, fill her mind with something that is so bad and evil that it could combat what she's actually feeling. So she has, like, a cognitive dissonance. And ultimately, I see her, personally, I see her as a good guy. But she's like, well, I'm supposed to be a bad guy. So that kicks in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she just... Tells Batgirl to like go go away. Yeah, choose her. She choose her, but and she thanks her. Just keep it in mind for somebody who's supposed to be evil. You're thinking, yeah, the Bat t- t- protege. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And she wants to form an army. And Doctor Psycho knows exactly where to put him. Mm-hmm. But then we go back to, <laughs> and I love. I, and I just put this in the notes because I love this joint's name mm-hmm. senior mexico's authentic mexican adobe house <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing ever that sounds like, like the greatest tex-mex place ever yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, like I would eat there <laughs> oh i would totally eat there yeah it's like you're overcompensating with chips and guac for more guac <laughs> yeah because we're white people and we don't know how to serve other people <laughs> Uh, but a kite man's a kite man's parents come to there, and they're kind of pissed at him. They kind of treat him like shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they're very well off people that didn't uh, you wouldn't expect to be so wealthy, and uh, they give him shit because of the reservations, which Ivy, you know, is the one he missed out on. So, yeah. And, but the thing is that Ivy takes care of that reservation for that little corner that they wanted, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, we like her already." So she's already won brownie points. By take care of, you mean she throws the guests who are sitting there away with her little <laughs> pretty, ivy vines. Pretty much. Yeah. And I I caught it. Um, I put in my notes. Uh, I, I love the waspy joke because it, there was like their, uh, his father that said, like, give us more of those mimosas. Now, it's supposed to be like a brunch, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mimosas, he thinks... Is mimosas are actual, like, what are they? Uh, margaritas, oh. and and he says mashed avocado, which <laughs> is which guacamole. is basically guacamole. <laughs> yeah, that's like so white. But the thing is that, and I'm just gonna go for like a second on here and say I love when white people go to Mexican restaurants and try to try to say. Hola, and thank you. 
It's so like <laughs> hola. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. <clears throat> hola, gracias. Oh. Gracias. Yes. That's uh and then they smile so big <laughs> like they actually accomplished fucking something. Yeah. But anyway, they won for they the they're saying gracias is uh you know an accomplishment for American bridging American culture. <laughs> of course. Of really course breaking the is. cultural divides here. Yeah. Break down the break down the bowls yeah. people. Break it down the bowls. Tearing down that wall. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the exact opposite. Tearing down that wall. Wait, what? <laughs> Back, uh, but we uh, go to what is it? Um, uh, back at the Iceberg Lounge. Yes. Is it lounge? Yeah, it was at the Iceberg Lounge that Mr. Miracle, he's about to do, I don't know, and maybe you know more than me, but I don't know who the fuck Mr. Miracle is. I have to think that he's like, a DC either bad villain or good. Oh wait, is he the person? he's the red guy, right? The one in the. Uh... He kind of looks like uh, like uh, Iron Man a little bit with I... a cape. Oh my god, you're right. Mister Miracle is a hero hero. I thought that was uh, Red Tornado, but you're right. Mister that... Miracle is a separate character. Yeah, Red Tornado is different. Wow, totally different. Very weird. Yeah. Okay, it's a seven. It's a 1971 superhero. Yeah, from uh, one yeah. of the new gods, apparently. I think. Yeah, and he apparently he has a thing that's called the mother box, mm-hmm. and what Doctor Psycho wants to do is to he has this like foolproof plan apparently, so he's like, uh, well, like you, uh, Clayface, dumbass that you are, which I don't ever think that he's a dumbass, but they always treat him as one. Yeah, uh, he's like you just. Get a BAFTA on this. I I love that they say a BAFTA. Yeah. But uh, he's like, you just created a drunkard, and that's going to get the security over. And I will. And Harley Quinn just says, fuck that, going beyond the stage and smashing this guy in the face, leaving him bleeding. Mm -hmm. And he stole, or she stole his mother box his mother box from his dressing room she was like it was that easy i just wanted to smash his face in for glitter Mm -hmm. effect (laughs) why not but uh it's to do it's to go into the uh the boom tube the boom tube which i always thought was a funny name it was definitely one of those throwaway names that they never thought would go further in the lore than yeah. it was <laughs> but now it's you know very much a big staple in dc universe mm-hmm. and it goes into apocalypse mm-hmm. the planet apocalypse people if you don't know it's a planet mm-hmm. and who rules the planet but dark side mm-hmm. that's my impression of dark side <laughs> just very dark and menacing and big and shouldered and evil he's it's supposed to be hell essentially uh the apocalypse pretty much yeah pretty much but then like the, over time it just became more and more of like an alien planet even though it was very much designed to be hell it's it, it, it's cool regardless it's just i just found it funny yeah in that now you know what i never thought about that but i think you're like super on point with that yeah because then like it's when you look at the new gods hell. they're kind of like angels in a weird way and then i guess mm-hmm. you could also argue it's kind of like uh Asgard and whatnot, uh, mm-hmm. and, and as a, like as a counterpoint, contemporary. I don't know if I'm using the right words, uh, but but I, it's it's all just ultimate evil, ultimate goodness, et cetera, et cetera. You kind of get the point. Yeah, 
No, I mean, I, I like, I actually like that. I'm going to keep that in my brain right now. Oh, thank you. So I could, like, every time I go to Apocalypse in terms of uh, when I do the script and whatnot, I could think it uh, of hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, uh, the, the, the the soldiers are called parademons. Demons, yeah, after all. they're called parademons. So, so yeah. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I didn't even know why. I <laughs> I never got that. Oh, cool. I never got that. So that was a good catch. Thank good you. catch. Um, but we go back to the restaurant, and Pamela's pretty, like, she's winning over his parents and whatnot. But they still kind of treat him like shit, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. Because he's like, he's kite man. I mean, he's actually... He's got a full-time job. Yeah, that's more than some of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, not going to exactly. say which one. You're both of us. <laughs> I was going to say trick questions. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, um, you're right, though. It, it is, it's awful because we love... At this point, you can't not not love Kite Man. You know, it's he's just so nice. and He's so, lovable. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, his parents are complete dicks because... Um, he doesn't have powers. His power is that he has a kite in his back. Uh, and his, what is it, mom has uh, uh, freezing ability? No, she has flight. And then dad has uh, freezing. Yeah. Right? yeah, he has freezing. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, I we've wished this for so many years that our grandchildren could actually have some semblance of power mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be just uh, chromosomologically down to their grandchild or grandchildren mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that's kind of dickish like you don't you don't love them for them and ivy really knows this yeah that's the thing but then we go back to the gcpd and gordon which is one of my favorite scenes actually of all this entire series, he gets strapped the fuck up. Like, yeah. He, oh my gosh. The he, sequence. He, he does like a John Wick thing mm-hmm. almost, but he does actually have a tattoo, which I mentioned uh, of the uh, tattoo of the arm, which actually goes back to season one. Oh, no, no, that season... Was it season it's one? It's season or? one. It was season one. Wow. It feels like yeah. such a long time ago. The, that's exactly. the uh, the hand, right? The hand. Yeah, the clay face it's hand. Called, yeah, it's called the arm, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but he has, like, under it, like, never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Which, awesome. like, it's those little details that make this series brilliant. It is, yeah. And so, like... Basically, Barbara comes in and she's like, Dad, you don't know what you're doing. Apparently, they have an army that they're building up and whatnot. And he is like, well, I'm going to build an army of my own. And it's kind of like, well, she's basically in the middle because she's speaking to one violent side and the other violent side. Yeah. And it's like, uh, Jim is now kind of like... I don't know if you know this about, uh, like, any addiction, but you purpose it within another addiction. (laughs) (laughs) So his addiction now is just bloodlust. 
Yeah, I can see that. Uh, that's also the brilliant catch, and because uh, I, 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 I thought they were, this was just a joke, but it never occurred to me that oh yeah, no, he's got to put that energy somewhere. So that makes sense. And, and her addiction is overcompensating. <laughs> so those are never ever going to get it's it, it, the 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 party is never going to be. It just handshakes and hugs and whatnot. It's never going to be. Yeah. So, Jim addresses Gotham, and he does it in the court steps. And one of my favorite jokes on this is he's so strapped with guns that one of them just happens to fall off and shoot somewhere. It's like, Gordon, really, do you have too much? Really? And um, he addresses like the citizens of Gotham, and he has two tanks too. Mm-hmm. He has his myriad tanks. Uh, and he let's not forget he loves tanks. Like as we <laughs> learned this season, <laughs> I don't know. Is that like a dick thing? Like it is that might be because he did ask for the cock rocket earlier too. So it might yeah. it might be overcompensating. Oh yeah, I think we were going on something. You got a failed marriage here too. It's like there's all these signs of emasculation. So maybe, oh yeah, maybe yeah. it could be. But um, there's one of the signs that one of the uh, people that were protesting uh, Harley and like taking back the city and whatnot. Uh, it said Gotham's got ham. <laughs> which if you spell that out it's gotham's gotham yeah but it's gotham's got hard as a motherfucker <laughs> which, i i love that i uh, think that's dude that's brilliant i i actually missed that so that's awesome uh but then we go back to apocalypse and now apocalypse uh, the dark side is basically just crushing enemies mm-hmm. like like his like his candy for the most part <laughs> yeah and he sees harley and what does harley do uh i'm trying to remember she i actually forgot oh um she basically tries to plead with him Oh, oh, you mean, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, like, when she immediately arrives. Yeah, she asks for an army uh, to, mm. to take yeah. over and battle. Gordon's. And she tries to ingratiate herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she would be like, uh, well, we will bend to your will and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, can we have one of your armies if we do that? And he's like, huh. Hmm. All right. Well, you got to go against one of my like, and this is where it gets like almost video gameish. Yeah, yeah. Because she has to defeat Granny Goodness, and I'm not familiar with it. I had to search it up, but apparently, uh, Granny Goodness is a deity, uh, one of the new gods. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's also one of the. I think she's like the biggest, uh, or one of the top three lieutenants in Darkseid's uh, army. I know that from Justice League. Uh, or, I'm sorry, uh, not in Justice League. Uh, from uh, Young Justice. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. I like the the name rings familiar, but I'm not entirely familiar with her. Granny, but apparently she's in season three of Young Justice, or the latest season of Young Justice. She's like one of the main, 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 main bad guys, which is pretty, pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's pretty badass, but what... I mean, she... Like, Harley had nothing against her. 
Yeah. Like, she just twists Harley from hither to heaven. But the, but the thing is that Dr. Psycho, the coward he is, actually can command Harley to ba- basically bash a fucking boulder on Granny's skull. Yeah, because at this point, Harley, get, she's obviously knocked out, but because Psycho has uh, telekinesis, he can make it seem like Harley's still in this fight, even though <laughs> she's just a ragdoll at this point. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at that point, Harley just kind of wakes up and she's like, what happened? Like, what was up? <laughs> she <laughs> she feels it. like she feels like a Bruce Banner after Hulk. Yeah, yeah. And... Like, she did not only win the wand to summon her army, but she won a fucking cape as well and a badass suit. I'm just going to call it out. It's a it's a Thor joke, Thor, right? You know, okay. it, it's basically, yeah. Yeah, because we did it, the Iron Man totally... one with Batman, so now we have Harley with the, the wand. Dude, thing. that's what I thought, too, yeah. when I saw it. I'm like, that's <laughs> a Thor joke. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, because they have like the epaulets, not the epaulets, but uh, they have like the, the big things on the side. And like, isn't this just Thor? Mm-hmm. The cape, like, seriously? the, the, the uh, one handed yeah. uh, wand hammer. I, I want to call it a hammer, but it's not a hammer thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that like the one thing that I got from all of this is that Dr. Psycho is fucking hard. <laughs> he, like, he is like. Yes, I want this evil. Yeah, I want this. That's yeah. the only thing that like he ever lives for. I mean, it makes sense because we we kind of forget that he was an A list villain before he said the word cunt. <laughs> uh, yeah, he called a person a cunt. We can't not not stress that. Um, and uh, and yeah, ever since then he's become this you know supportive a pariah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's like a persona non grata. Nobody fucking wants him. <laughs> Precisely. But it, it uh, seemed like he was a badass because, you know, we've seen signs of it and we now know that he tried to get this army before and failed. So mm-hmm. there's a sign that he's a lot better than we give him credit for. Oh, Jesus Christ, yes. Uh, but I would definitely say uh, the one awesome thing that I... Well, one, like, one of many from this episode is... So she opens the portal. They all go through she mm-hmm. has her army. So at the restaurant, Kite Man pulls Ivy aside and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, no, the your parents are dicks. <laughs> like, And she says, basically, fuck off to both of them. Which is really because powerful. Yeah. It was really powerful. And that's when she didn't become Ivy. She became Pamela. Mm. She, she became an actual person that was not a villain she is still Pamela or she is still Ivy I believe but it's one of those things where like you can have feelings and I that's what I love about this series it's not like white or black it, it's not like one way or the other it's human it's something in the middle a mix mm-hmm. of things because that's 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 being human that's life right exactly so she tells them to fuck off, but as she tells them to fuck off, she's like, oh my god, now there's a boom tube coming out. And <laughs> out comes, like, the most visceral shit. 
Yeah. Because I like uh, Ivy, uh, because Harley is basically like the general. She's like, I'm going to show Gordon. And I say Gordon because <laughs> I think she said it that way. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but it was one of those things where it's like, I'm going to show him how I can fucking take over the city. What do you think? And again, it's all overcompensating. Mm-hmm. All overcompensating. The bloodshed. Uh, like, there are a ton of tanks. Again, Gordon loves his tanks. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's kind of like, uh, you know what? We're going to tear this down right now. And her and Ivy have a very, very poignant moment. You want to take that away? Um, Harley... You know, she 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 kind of has to open herself up, and Ivy tries to get her to address, like to her friends. You know, what what is it that like is this really the world that you envisioned when you decided to go through with this plan of t- taking over the Earth with with freaking yeah. parademons? And and Harley kind of realizes, no, this isn't this isn't me. Um, th- there really wasn't a plan. It was just her, as you mentioned, uh, avoiding what was really conflicting her in, in the inside, which is uh, mm-hmm. her feelings, her emotions, and how she feels particularly about Ivy. And I think this yeah. is the moment of realization, the moment of catharsis. So she breaks the staff, parademons go, whoosh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and uh, obviously yeah. Dr. Psycho is pissed, but more importantly, they have a moment where where I- Ivy is just like, "What's tell me what what's wrong? What, what do you really want? And Harley is about to do it. She's about to confess the emotions, the drive, the love that she has for her best friend who's yes. always been there. Yes. And then Kite Man shows up <laughs> with a one-off comment that you don't, you don't, it isn't mean to, to be uh, ruining the moment, but you know. He yeah, is. he doesn't want to be a cock block. But he is. I mean, and also it's his fiance. So, um, and he, he does emphasize also, A, fiance, and B, thank you, Ivy, for defending me uh, against my parents. So... <laughs> It, obviously the moment gets broken and Harley it's so heartbreaking yeah and Harley just tears is like alright it's it's nothing yeah. uh, oh let's let's plan your bachelor party or bachelorette party yeah. and that's kind bachelorette of party. you know diffusing her emotional yeah. situation and um and yeah that's the heartbreaking climax of this episode I hope the next episode is nothing but the bachelorette party you know I can kind of see that because well, the funny thing is, is I keep forgetting this is just the first episode past the mid-season, so we've got another, mm. I think, five left. Yeah. That's a lot to go. Like, yeah. you'll have the conclusion, you'll have some huge build-up in the second-to-last episodes, but that means that we have three episodes in between yeah. uh, from mm. next week and the two weeks after, where mm-hmm. definitely they're going to do Bachelor Party, but there's, I guess, one will be Wedding, but there's just so much, there's so much show left, and I feel so, like so much has happened already. Uh, they they can only ramp it up. I know it's crazy. I mean, the only the only last villain left in the thread is uh, Riddler, and it's kind of it. I don't know. Yeah, the one thing that uh, well, there are two things uh, that I noticed. Uh, one, Jim Gordon. Something like this isn't the only other female clown, lady clown that I killed. Yeah, and like that puts me at pause because I'm like, huh. Now where'd I go from this? Uh, and I was thinking Duella Dent is that in the series? Because Duella Dent is basically the progeny of, I think, Harvey Dent and 
somebody else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. joker's wife or somebody like i really forget the the whole timeline and whatnot but the other thing is that at some point poison ivy uh at the very end he says i love you because he's like just so enamored with poison ivy and she says nothing she just kisses him Mm -hmm. and to me that's like a big spoiler because it's kind of like there has to be that reciprocation Mm -hmm. there's got to be something to that there is i think and we'll definitely find out more in the next couple of episodes in the season Mm -hmm. um i do I don't know. I, I I do want to ship them together. I think definitely by the end of it they'll end up together. But we'll see. We'll see. Oh, we'll they see. they will be shipped. Yeah, yeah. They will totally be shipped. Yeah. But I, seeing I, how they get there is the interesting part, obviously. Well, I mean, you know, the road is more interesting than the destination. The destination. Yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> but um, yeah, great episode. I loved it same uh it's 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 very much like last season uh it's just building up more and more and uh definitely dc's arguably one of their best shows maybe i'd rank this second among all the shows they have uh, the only th- show that i think i'd like more than this is doom patrol uh and that's only because that show's incredible in so many ways so um yeah yeah i, I think that's a great show um the writing's excellent the voice acting's excellent there's nothing i can complain about and i'm excited to see more and i can't say that about a lot of things Oh, geez. I'm going to now have to watch that. Oh, uh, which one? Doom Patrol? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? I have not. Oh, I, I just I just started. I just started, honestly, and I'm ashamed to admit it, got into Good Omens. Oh, so. shit. And Good Omens is actually turning out to be one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's amazing. We actually did a podcast about that uh, like about a year ago actually. A year a year and a couple and change ago uh with mm-hmm. uh Jenna and Nicole and right here. And uh yeah, yeah, it fantastic show, fantastic writing. New Gaiman's one of my favorites obviously. Um, oh, Gaiman, awesome. Yeah. So guys, check that out too <laughs> if you have not. No, I mean seriously, if you have like this guy is on point. So Yeah. And I'm talking about not gaming, but you. Oh, me? Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. Uh, thanks. That means a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I consume a lot of stories, as you know. Um, mm. But uh, I guess that's kind of it. Are we, are we, uh, final thoughts, Robert? We kind of said them already, right? Do you have anything else to yeah, say? Yeah, I, I think I'm good. I mean, okay. just uh, watch the second season. I just have to make a point that you could catch this shit on sci-fi, too. Mm-hmm. So... It's on every Sunday nights at 11. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's on um, DC Universe Fridays at uh, 8, or I'm sorry, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you want to catch up with, with like, the second season. Yeah. Or yeah. talking about. Yeah. They're only doing the first season right now yeah. on Sci-Fi. And for DC Universe fans, um, Swamp Thing officially moving to... CW eleven come the fall because of a oh of seriously yeah it's it's crazy um a lot of oh the my stuff. god and then Star Girl which that. I'm writing reviews of as we speak mm-hmm. uh that has officially aired as of I think uh today which is Tuesday uh the 
19th. Uh, it, it's, it airs the 18th on C, uh, DC Universe and the 19th on CW. CW? Yeah. Okay. So, I, I want to watch that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I'm all about the CWDC shows. Yeah, I, they're it. a lot of fun. And Stargirl is actually, I think, produced by the guy who did um, Flash and uh, Arrow, I believe. The big the big one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, that's it for the podcast. Everyone, you can catch us at theworkprint.com. Uh, I'm Christian Angelis, exit underscore Angelis on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Christian Angelis on Facebook. Uh, Rob? I'm Robert J. Kajowski. You could catch me on Facebook on After the Credits. Just search up After the Credits. I do that. Uh, I'm also on the work print. I do right now. Um, what is it? Uh, what is it? What we do, uh, in, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is it? Uh, but yeah, I do that. Um, and I do this right now. I'm looking to do another show soon. There's so. plenty. Let's talk right after this. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next week.